0: Okay, we're gonna basically clear up the ideal training reps, okay? So what reps you should be doing in the gym, and also what weight you should be doing whilst doing those reps, okay? We're gonna cover different exercises, how that differentiates what reps you should be doing or what reps are gonna be more optimal, and we're gonna take it from there. If you haven't listened to my most recent podcast before this one on zone two training, I would massively recommend you uh, listen to that as well so you can really understand why training at a lower intensity heart rate is massively beneficial, whether you're an athlete that has, you know, a high intensity discipline or whether you're an endurance athlete, really understanding that from a physiological standpoint is gonna benefit you massively and stop you training. okay, or training at higher heart rates, which is gonna give you a completely different metabolic um, impact okay or effect. So overview okay so in terms of the ideal training reps and weights to use this is going to be subject to the individual but I'm going to give a very good overview I believe of what the majority of people should be using okay. So an overview of basically training okay so it basically depends on the modality of fitness that you are you know partic- participating in so whether you're a weightlifter whether you're a, a kind of avid gym goer whether you're looking just to get into better shape Know, whether you're an athlete, a footballer, whatever it may be, okay, um, that kind of depends, okay, what, what rep range you should be using. But I'll go into more spe- specificity of disciplines further into the podcast, okay, where sets, okay, and rep ranges you know, will be beneficial. But first, what we need to do, no matter who you are or what your discipline is, you know, whether your goal is to get into better shape, whether your goal is to become you know, an Olympian, whatever it may be, and um, firstly, you need to understand what we are trying to achieve. In the gym, from a physiological standpoint, when we're lifting weights, when we're doing resistance training. Okay, so firstly, okay, when we look at it, if we're looking to increase strength, which is what you're usually trying to do in some way or form when obviously lifting weights, whether it's back squat, whether it's deadlift, whether it's hip thrust, whether it's bench press, whatever it may be. Okay, we're looking to you know get an, a rec, you know a desired stimulus. Okay, so what we're trying to do week upon week is increase the stimulus. Okay, week upon week. Over time and when I say increase the stimulus what I mean by that is increase the stimulus that's going through the muscle fibers that we're working okay so when we're squatting if we just stick to the same stimulus every single week let's say 40 kilos for three reps every single week there is no need for your body to adapt or you know and um, make progress or adaptations because the stimulus is not increased okay so there's no adaptations needed but when we increase the stimulus, the stimulus okay week upon week whether that's increasing the weight the reps, the sets, you know, the the range of motion, whatever it may be, then, you know, we increase the stimulus upon that muscle fibers, which means we're forcing adaptations, okay, so that is how we make progress, is by increasing the stimulus that's going through that muscle fiber or movement pattern or whatever it may be. So, you know, whether that's, you know, increasing strength, you know, whether it's looking for muscular adaptations, connective tissue, you know, adaptations, okay, nervous system adaptations, whatever it may be, okay. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to give you Ian's overview of what I think rep ranges wise, okay, is going to be beneficial. Um, But first, what we'll do is we'll speak about what the general consensus or what the internet might tell you, okay. So what the internet might tell you is for improving strength, one to five reps is best, okay. For building muscle, you might have heard of the eight to 12 rep range for building muscle, okay? If you're building muscular endurance, you might have heard of, you know, 15 reps plus or whatever it may be, okay? But what I'm gonna do right now is explain to you how rep ranges can be useful, you know, for athletes, strength athletes, power athletes, whoever it may be. Um, you know, So if you are, for example, an Olympic lifter, okay? You might be wanting to work more towards the one to five reps. If you're looking to be a strong man, again, looking towards one to five reps is gonna be beneficial. But for 99% of other people, it's not the rep range that matters as much, it's the proximity to failure that we train within, okay? So what I mean by the proximity to failure is how close to failure are we going on each set? Another way we can look at that is reps and reserve, okay? So reps and reserve basically means that at the end of each set, how many reps is left in the tank, okay? So if we went to failure, how many would it be? So let's say, you know, if we did as many reps as possible with a 40 kilos on back squat, and let's say your result was 10, okay, that is your to failure, when you train and do eight reps, you're leaving two reps in reserve, okay, Um, and you'll know roughly just by, you know, how hard that last rep was, how many reps you've got left, so anyway, it's the proximity to failure that we train in that forces these adaptations, okay, so we, what we want to be doing is when we're training, is training within a close proximity to failure, because if we do, you know, lift forty kilos again on squat, and let's say we can do it for twenty reps, okay? As our most, if we only do five reps, we're a very, very far away. Proximity to failure is a very easy set. There's no real stimulus there. It's not tough, and there's no need for adaptations to occur. It's as simple as that. So what I'm going to do is teach you throughout this podcast, you know, understanding how we get an increased stimulus, how we force adaptations, and how we get better results, okay? So, so you're probably wondering, let's get to it. How do I know what weight to lift in? okay? All I want to know is how many reps I need to do and what weight to lift, okay? So I'm gonna make that very simple for you right now. The real answer though is it depends, okay? It depends on how hard you find that set. An example, if we do six to eight reps at 40 kilos squat, okay, is it easy, okay? Can you do 12 reps? If you can, if you think, right, I did six reps, seven reps or eight reps, yep. Then I re-rack the bar, but can I do twelve reps? And if the answer is yes. Cool, load it up, and then we need to go up the reps, okay? up the up the weight. Sorry, okay. So what we want to do is pick a rep range, which I'll get onto, you know, later down the line of what rep range that you should use for different exercises. Is pick a rep range and try and increase the stimulus within that rep range. So the stimulus being like the signal for adaptations, how difficult it is. Okay. So if we do, you know, six to eight reps at forty kilo squat, but we can do twelve reps. We won't be training within a close, we will not be training within a close proximity to failure, okay, which means it's not that difficult, which means we're not really going to signal for many adaptations to occur, okay. For example, like I said, if we stop 10 reps away from failure, which a lot of you listening do, okay, just when it starts to get slightly uncomfortable, then there's absolutely no reason for our body to adapt, okay. This obviously highlights the importance of repeating sessions and repeating lifts and repeating rep ranges, okay. So an example of this would be pick the six to eight rep range, okay? On, for example, back squat and repeat that rep range for the next six plus weeks, okay? And the only goal is to stay within the six to eight rep range. You're going to keep the rests the same length. You're just going to try and lift heavier each week, okay? Not on every set, just maybe on one set, okay? Um, Out of the four sets. So let's say you're doing four sets. You might do three sets at 40 kilos and on your last set next week, you might go to 45 kilos, which is an increased stimulus, okay? And then you keep repeating that, rinse and repeat. So, um, what we need to do is focus on going heavier every single week, or at least matching what we've done every single week, okay? At least, okay? Um, if we do a lot less, there's there's no real stimulus, there's no real adaptation needed, Okay? So here's a quick overview on what reps to use. I was giving you an example there of six to eight reps on squat. Just ignore that. I was just an example. Um, so reps, okay, what reps are going to use and what which exercise? Let's get through that. So for an example here, you're not going to do a one rep max on bicep curl, okay? You're not going to do a one rep max on lateral raises, okay? Whereas, you know, that might be useful for squats. So it's very exercise dependent, okay? So here's mine, okay, Ian's recommendation okay for compound lifts okay so if you don't know what compound lifts are you're looking at your back squat your front squat your bench press your deadlifts okay stuff like that and um, you would be looking at kind of one to six reps okay so from one rep all the way up to the higher end of six reps okay that's what I would recommend for the most part you know there might be some you know consequences where you go a little bit higher cool but for the most part I would train within the one to six rep range for that compound lifts okay and really focus on strength here for ex- accessory lifts, okay, so when I'm talking about accessory lifts, I would classify walking lunges, bent over row, you could look at dips, you could look at, you know, seated dumbbell shoulder press, etc, um, etc, et there are going to be accessory lifts, okay, and I would look at doing 6 to 15 reps, okay, now I know that's such a broad rep range, and 15 is really towards the higher um, you know end of that rep range, but I'd be looking at 6 to 15 reps, okay, any less than that, you know, you there's there's no real kind of, not there's no real benefit, but it just doesn't really make as much sense. And any higher than that, again, doesn't make much sense. Okay. Um, Exclusions to these rep ranges might be hip thrusts, okay? It might be pull-ups. So if you're doing bodyweight pull-ups, for example, let's say you can do more than 15, cool, do more than 15. But again, you might benefit more from loading it up with weight, okay? And um, but exclusions could be, you know, hip thrusts, pull-ups, bicep curls, or if you're doing any of these movements in a conditioning piece, that is the exclusions, okay? But to recap, compound lifts, squat, bench, deadlift, um, you know, um, even stuff like you could you know put pull-ups into there as well. Um hip thrust, whatever it may be, for for kind of compound lifts, push press, you're gonna be looking at kind of one to six reps to get the most bang for your buck, in my opinion. When you're looking at accessory movements, okay, so like I said, the lunges, the bent over rows, etc., six to fifteen reps, okay? That's what I'd recommend. So, to conclude that kind of bit, this part here, your body doesn't know realistically, okay, what rep you're on. Okay, your body doesn't know when you do bench press that you're on rep 9. It does not know, okay it does not know that you've got 60 kilos on the bar either. All your body can register is tension and fatigue, okay? So muscular tension and muscular fatigue. The reps and the weight, okay, are just consistent variables for us, okay? To ensure we're providing a stimulus which is similar or more than last time. It's for us to be able to, you know, quantify if the the stimulus is similar to last time, okay? Or it's, you know, as hard as last time. Our body doesn't know what weight's on the bar. It doesn't know what reps. It can just register fatigue and tension, okay? It's our proximity to failure that we're training to that our body can register, okay? In terms of the amount of tension, the amount of fatigue that's under. As you get stronger, okay, you will be able to do more reps, okay? You will get more reps before you get to the same proximity of failure at a certain weight. So you will get more reps before you get to the same proximity to failure at a certain weight, okay? So let's say you're going, you know, two reps away from failure on let's just say bench press, okay? And let's say you're using 40 kilos. Let's say you know six reps, okay, is it you close to failure? So eight's failure, let's say. So let's say you go to six reps on bench press. That's two reps away from failure. But as you get stronger, 12 reps might be you two away from failure on bench press. So as you get stronger, you'll be able to get more reps, okay, to the same proximity of failure, if that makes sense, okay? Or you'll be able to lift more weight for the same reps and be within the same proximity to failure. So instead of doing 40 for 6 reps, you might be able to do 60 for 6 reps. And that is still you close to failure. The only difference is you can lift a lot more weight. And again, your body is registering that extra tension. It doesn't know it's 60 kilos. All it knows is every single rep, it's a lot more tension going through the muscle fibers. Okay. So both of these are driving factors behind the adaptations. What I'd recommend doing is using my guideline, okay, of one to six reps for compound lifts, six to 15 reps for accessories as a guideline, for the most part, there is obviously certain circumstances you can, you know, argue that, Um, but what I recommend you doing is picking a weight that is challenging within this rep range, okay, and every single week trying to increase the stimulus that you're, you know, placing upon whichever muscle group or lift, okay, and what I mean by, um, you know, increasing the stimulus is making it more challenging, that does not mean you have to progress every single week, matching it might be fine, or close to matching it might be fine, you know, like I said, your body doesn't know how many reps you're doing, all it can register is tension and fatigue, so let's say you're doing 40 kilos for 10 reps on, you know, let's just say bench press, I know I'm saying one to six reps on compound lifts, but for an example, let's say you're doing 40 kilos for 10 reps, okay, And you know, for four sets, let's say next week you only get 40 kilos for eight reps, Your body doesn't know it's eight reps. All it can register is the tension fatigue. So does that mean because you didn't get 10 reps, you're not going to progress? No, it's still a stimulus, okay? And it still will work towards that bigger result, you know, down the line. But overall, what we're trying to do each week is increase that stimulus by increasing the weight, okay? Or increasing the reps if you want to go down that route. Um, So to basically, you know, conclude, the ideal training reps and weight to use, for compound lifts, I would do one to six reps, you know, for accessory reps, Accessory movements, I would go six to 15, but the overview, you need to really understand what we're actually trying to get here. All we're trying to do each and every week is create more stimulus, okay, through our muscular system, through our connective tissue, okay, through our nervous system. We're just trying to do that a little bit more, which is then going to force the adaptations. Okay, so hopefully that helps. Okay, so next time you go into to to your training session, think, right, is this a compound lift? Yes. Okay, cool, let's go one to six reps. Is this an accessory movement, okay? okay, cool, let's go six to 15 reps, okay, and just pick a rep range, you know, the important part is not one week doing six reps, next week doing 15, it's pick a similarity, so pick, you know, six to eight reps on that accessory movement, and rinse and repeat that rep range for the next six or so weeks, and just try and improve, okay, the stimulus within that rep range, so make it more difficult by increasing the weight, okay, maybe go through a little bit more range of motion, but within that same rep range, and make it more difficult like so, okay, so hopefully that makes sense, remember, It's the proximity to failure that you're training training in that's important, so i.e. making it a real struggle towards your last couple reps and making sure you're getting close to failure, that's going to provide a good stimulus, whereas if you're like, you know, 10 reps away from failure, there's little to no stimulus there, which means there's no real force, forcing of adaptations, okay, whereas if you're one to two reps away from failure each set, your body's getting a load of stimulus from that, you know, tension and from that effort, and it's thinking, right, it's going to send signals for adaptation. Okay, your body's going to receive that signals. and um, it's little sites called mechanoreceptors. Okay, they receive you know how much tension your body's creating or how much stress and stimulus it's under, and that they will then kind of send signals to be like, right, we need to make an adaptation occur, and then that's how you basically make progress. Hopefully that helps. Okay, any questions you have, please give me a message. Do not hesitate and just don't overcomplicate it pick a rep range okay pick a movement pick a rep range rinse and repeat that rep range and movement for six weeks or so eight weeks ten weeks whatever you want to do and just make sure that you're trying to progressively overload every single week doesn't have to be on every set maybe just on one set or match it every single week and rinse and repeat hopefully that helps and look out for the next episode which will be coming next week